Welcome to the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. This is a special edition trip recap of our Disney vacation from early June 2021. To see the video for this audio, look it up on our YouTube channel at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. If you're ready to book your trip, book with our friends at Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel at PATM Disney Travel on Facebook. And we'll get to this episode right after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Good evening, Disney friends, and as always, it looks like my camera has decided it wanted to uh, take a dump on me, but hey, it's back really quick tonight. So, um, special edition tonight, um, if you're new to the channel, hi, welcome to the Disney Planning Insights podcast, I am Matt, um, I work in conjunction with my friend Peter over at Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel um, to help people plan execute fantastic disney vacations um that in the end that's our main goal is really to help families achieve the goal of having a successful disney trip and for a lot of people that's a lot of different things and it means a lot of different things um but we just you know a couple years ago we got together and we decided hey we've done this wrong so many times that we can show people how to avoid the mistakes that we made early on. And and that's kind of how the Disney Planning Insights podcast got created. That's kind of how Princesses and the Mouse grew with um, the addition of the podcast and the website and everything else like that. So um, if you are looking to book a trip, we'll start there. 
definitely hit either myself up at DPI Podcast on Facebook, at Disney Insights on Twitter, or our friend Peter over at Princesses and the Mouse Up at P-A-T-M Disney Travel um, over on Facebook. You'll see him scrolling at the bottom throughout the show. If Definitely hit up one of those if you have any questions, any comments, concerns. If you want to book a trip, you can get in touch with us through one of those social media accounts. Tonight, we are live on my personal Facebook page, the YouTube page, uh, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast, and over at Twitch, at DPI Matt, um, or at Matt underscore DPI. Who knows, and Twitch is still kind of a new thing for me. I can't even see who's watching my feed over there, so I haven't figured Twitch out completely yet, but we're going to have some fun with it. And then for all of you that listen to this after the fact on the podcast, we do podcasts through Anchor, and we hit all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, if it's a podcast platform, we're probably on it. And then last but not least, our website, um, it's patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com. If you want to find the website, that's where you go. Um, That will be updated here soon as we um, have our own domain registered now, so we just have to get it up and going. So, want to welcome you guys to tonight's show. Like I said, a little bit of a a special edition show. We just got back from a trip last week um, and really wanted to recap the trip from my perspective because we did a lot of things differently this time. And I think it's a lot of things that can really help people out when they're planning their vacations. Um, Things that you might not think about, might not look at, that make a lot of sense um, for your vacation. So let's start with the first day. So we did something new on the first day. Instead of flying in on the first flight out of Indianapolis, we flew in on the last flight out of Indianapolis. And this did a couple of things for us. A, on the flight in, it saved us about $100 a ticket. So there were six of us going. So that's about $600 right off the bat that we saved on the trip get a couple of rooms at Pop Century for $400, and we are $200 to the good already um, instead of flying out that next morning, which would have cost quite a bit more to do. So we flew in on a Thursday night. Our first day was Friday. And instead of jumping into the parks on the first day, we went to Disney Springs, and we spent a whole day at Disney Springs, which was weird. Um, We've really never done that, Um, or we haven't done it in a while. We've bounced in and out of Disney Springs before, but we've really never just jumped over to Disney Springs, had a lunch, had a dinner, just had a whole day planned for Disney Springs. And it was kind of cool to spend that much time at Disney Springs this time. Uh, Disney Springs is kind of the shopping and entertainment district of Walt Disney World. So think of like a a huge outdoor mall, double the number of stores, bring in a bunch of name brand and high-end locations, and then add some entertainment. It has a theater, it has a bowling alley, it has a Cirque du Soleil theater, it has um, a couple of kid areas with rides, it's got playgrounds, it's got a whole lot of stuff. Um, And 
we spent a whole day there and we did some exploring, we did some shopping, we did a lot of things that we normally don't do on a vacation, which were really, really cool to do. Um, so our first day we ate at T-Rex and then we ate at the Edison. And T-Rex is a, a staple of ours. We've done it multiple times. If you eat at T-Rex, you eat at Rainforest Cafe. They're basically the same restaurant with different interiors. T-Rex, mechanical dinosaurs. Rainforest Cafe, mechanical animals. Same concept, same basic menu. Um, but, it, like I said, it's, it's really a staple. We had some uh, family from the Orlando area stop by. So we had an eight party at the restaurant. Uh, had a reservation there, got seated relatively early. We we ate at 11.30 in the mo morning for breakfast. Um, and the, uh, the front hostess was already telling people that there was a 45-minute standby wait um, for eating at that restaurant. This was at 11.30. They were already telling people it was going to be 12.30, 1 o'clock. Um, before they could get sat, which was really, really interesting. Um, the other thing that we did was the Edison. Now, um, between T-Rex and the Edison, we did a lot of shopping, and we'll get into that a little bit later, and we'll definitely talk to the kids tomorrow about the shopping, because the shopping was uh, interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but, i uh, do it again. <laughs> Where's my producer to hit that mute button? Uh, so we, we did shopping. We did hit World of Disney. We went over. Um, the kids actually got into Basin, which is this um, bath bomb, shower bomb store, which was kind of neat to go into something that was really non-Disney. Um, we really focused ourselves <laughs> over on the landing side. And... Uh, so you have World of Disney over there. You've got, um, what else is over on that side? Uh, the Disney co-ops over on that side. A lot, a lot of different things that we went in and out over there. Um, then we got hit by a huge Florida rain shower at in the afternoon, which we were lucky enough to get under a an awning over by Under Armour. And then... Um, Right before it was time to go to the Edison, um, the rain kind of let up and we were good to go, which was really, really nice. Um, so we went to the Edison. Edison was, this was the first time we had gone to the Edison and it was fantastic. Um, amazingly, most of us got burgers there and the burgers were just absolutely dynamite. And it wasn't what the... Uh, server really recommended but we all had kind of different varieties of burger and they were all really really good kids had burgers Braden had uh chicken tenders and just nothing but high marks when it came to the food at the edison also it was a really really neat place um kind of like a flapper uh roaring 20s type theme Really industrial on the inside. Downstairs almost looks like a, a speakeasy. Has a couple of big bars that are really cool to look at. Just a really, really neat atmosphere. 
um, at the Edison. After we ate at the Edison, uh, we actually went back to the boardwalk and got some uh, ice cream at uh, the new ice cream shop on the boardwalk, which was really cool. Um, so, Beaches and Cream... If you try and get a reservation there, you won't. Um, they are very few and far between because there's only about 12 tables in Beaches and Cream. And then on top of that, they have the walk-up window closed for ice cream. So if you want to get some of that signature ice cream from Beaches and Cream, they opened up this boardwalk ice cream shop, which was really cool. Um, smaller dishes. I say smaller dishes. I don't think any of us finished. Mike might have been the only one that finished. But, I mean, it was a lot of ice cream. And then uh, went back to the hotel that night. Did three parks. So we did do Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom was awesome. Did Satuli's Canteen. After we went to Animal Kingdom, we went back to Disney Springs for Terralina Handcrafted. Um, one thing I will say about that little jaunt was Disney Springs on Saturday night was an absolute zoo. Now, I don't know that I didn't expect it, but just the absolute zoo that it was kind of threw me off guard. The other thing that was really concerning is I didn't realize, and I, I really thought when I was there in March with Peter that there were buses from the parks to Disney Springs. Well, there aren't. They haven't brought them back yet, which is concerning. Um, so we actually bussed from Disney Springs to Saratoga Springs, figured out what the closest station was to the bridge to get across to Disney Springs, and then just took the walk. Um, and all in all, from the bus station at Saratoga to Terralina was about a 20-minute walk. It wasn't bad at all. It's probably about a mile. Um, so if it's something that you're willing to do, you can definitely hoof it from uh, Saratoga to Disney Springs to get to a reservation or to go shopping or whatever. And then also, if you're not planning on spending a lot of days at the park, Saratoga might be a good option just to be able to walk over to Disney Springs for some entertainment and that kind of thing. So just something to think about. Animal Kingdom, we did do Setuli Canteen. Um, really didn't do a whole lot new at Animal Kingdom. Uh, but it was the first day that they had the huge power issue. So half of Animal Kingdom kind of lost power uh, right around lunchtime. We were getting ready to get into Setuli Canteen. And um, it just seemed like there were a lot of people over there. And I started looking at the My Disney Experience app and... Half the rides didn't have, they were um, not available. So I started kind of fishing around on Twitter, saw that Animal Kingdom had lost half, had lost power to half of the rides, which was kind of interesting um, when you think about it. Uh, from there, we, wa we uh, did Epcot on Sunday. As far as new things on Epcot, we finally did the American Adventure. Uh, highly recommended. <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad that we've been, I think we figured out that this was the 13th or 12th time that we've been in the last like six years. And we haven't done the American Adventure. 
Um, so we, we finally did American Adventure. We sat down. We watched the mariachi band in the big open-air theater outside the American Pavilion. Uh, we ate at La Hacienda de San Angel, which, um, if you remember from Peter and my trip, it was one of the restaurants that we raved about. Um, we tried a couple of new things there. Uh, the queso fundito, which was the queso stretch forever. Um, that was kind of fun. It just, uh, it, it was a lot of new things. You know, it was really, really, it was a really, really cool location. Um, we did Tepanito for dinner. We are definitely going to do a review of Tepanito because we taped the whole chef portion of uh, that experience and our chef was fantastic. And uh, he, he handed up knew, knowing that the, uh, the GoPro was going. So it was pretty cool. Uh, from there we did magic kingdom, um, on Monday, which was, it was magic kingdom. Um, couple takeaways from magic kingdom. They had big thunder mountain railroad down for refurbishment. That was the first day of the refurbishment, which kind of sucked. Uh, it was the first day that I really felt the crush of people, you know, at Animal Kingdom, I think everybody was spread out enough. Animal Kingdom's a large park, even though there's not a lot of things to do. The wait times never seem to be kind of out of control. Um, then Epcot is again, very spread out. We did a ton at Epcot, never felt like the wait times were out of control. We kind of got caught in test track during... Kind of a like a skirting storm. It never really rained really hard. It just... Um, it was... Lightning was close enough to shut down test tracks. So, it, it was what it was. Um, from there, it just... <laughs> case of stretch-o. Uh, exactly. Exactly, Mike. Uh, from... From... Epcot to Magic Kingdom, it was it was a different ball game. Um, Magic Kingdom, like I said, was the first time that we really felt like the crowds were kind of getting out of hand. Um, I posted on Twitter, if you don't follow us on Twitter, at Disney Insights, that's great timing down at the ticker there. Um, but I posted a video from us waiting in line an hour prior to the park open trying to get on a bus to the Magic Kingdom. Now, granted, it sounds like today they've opened up buses to standing and packing buses and all that kind of stuff. But when we were there last week, it was very, very much um, still that six or eight parties getting on each bus. So we got in line at about... that. Eh, say 7.15, 7.20. So 40 minutes before park open, basically. Um, we waited an hour and 10 minutes to get on a bus. And it was the 18th bus that came. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Just, um, just the... The actual, the sheer number of people. Now, Animal Kingdom, we did the same thing. We got the in line, in line, well before Animal Kingdom, 
And it wasn't near as bad for Animal Kingdom as it was for Magic Kingdom. So that was really the first time that really, we really felt like, hey, Disney might have a little bit of an issue here when it comes to capacity and transportation. Now, granted, in a week, it seems like they've made a lot of changes to get ready for, it looks like, a full open come July. Now, we don't have anything on parade yet, but we know fireworks are coming back to the Magic Kingdom um, July 1st. So, they just refilled Park Pass reservation uh, availability for everybody. So, those parks that weren't available at the beginning of the month, which was basically... Magic Kingdom, Epcot on some days, Animal Kingdom on some days. Now there's open availability in all the parks again. Now, if that has changed in the last two hours, I haven't looked at it. But as of about 4.35 o'clock, there was still open availability for reservations. Now, with that being said, they need to open up dining reservations as well. Either open up the rest of the restaurants or get the tables back in the restaurants you already have open. Because you are still running very low, you know, maybe 60% capacity in your restaurants. Now, it didn't look like that in Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest looked like it was closer to 80%. But we didn't get into the side rooms as well. So it just, you know, it, I, I feel like we're really at a weird point with the amount of people that are there and the amount of things you can actually do. So, things to, things to think about there. Um... So Magic Kingdom got in, did Seven Doors Mine Train, um, worked our way over into Tomorrowland, which I wanted to get a lot of footage in Tomorrowland, because Tomorrowland's one of those, we are normally get into the park and go to the left people, so we never get to Tomorrowland until night. I wanted to get some daytime footage in Tomorrowland, so we actually started in Tomorrowland, that's where we met Shannon's dad and her stepmom. And we worked our way from Tomorrowland back around the park the other way. Which meant that we missed Jungle Cruise. We missed Pirates. Um, we didn't do Peter Pan. We didn't do Small World. There were a lot of things that we just didn't do. We ate at Crystal Palace, though. Which was one thing that we had heard from a few people that it was really good. And we can confirm, Crystal Palace is really good now. And if they go to a buffet, if they go back to a buffet, it is going to be a major downgrade in the meal. Because Crystal Palace was fantastic when it came to the food. And I wish we would have booked that for like a noon meal, knowing we had an 8 o'clock later. Because when we got to our beer guest at 8 o'clock, it wasn't happening. And for a meal that's... 65 70 bucks ahead because it's a pricks free menu and yeah you do yeah it was um it was bad um i i felt like it was a relative relatively large waste of money to go to be our guest that night um for like i said the amount that you pay for that meal it was one of those meals that we were kind of forcing ourselves to eat and forcing ourselves to um, make uh, make worth the money, I guess, is the best terms. So, um, so Magic Kingdom, cool. We closed out the park. So our Be Our Guest was at 8.40. Park closed at 9 o'clock. We were walking out at, like, close to 11. So, 
yeah, it was it was it was really a, a good a good Magic Kingdom day. Basically, open to close. I mean, we got there a little bit after open, but it wasn't a huge deal. Um, then Tuesday we did something f- new to most of us. Um, Shan and Mike and Darlene had already done it, but the kids and I hadn't, and that was Discovery Cove. Um, Discovery Cove is part of SeaWorld, and we'll do a full review on it from the adult side as well. But if you are interested in Discovery Cove, Allie did a review on it, and it is on her brand new YouTube channel, Allie's Adventures. So just look up Allie's Adventures, look for a, a review of Discovery Cove, you found the right channel. Hit subscribe, like the video, she's getting a start. Um, she's really basically doing everything on the recording side herself. Um, and then I'm helping with some editing and footage, kind of we're both doing, so... Really, really cool to see her getting involved with this. So definitely, if you have a kid that is interested in Discovery Cove, have them watch Allie's episode and let us know what you think. Um, But Discovery Cove was really, really cool. Um, Mike and Darlene went all out for us. We had a cabana. We did the dolphin, um, the dolphin swim. Lots of, lots of neat things. Discovery Cove is one of those places that you kind of lose where you're at. Um, I think a good comparison to it is actually Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. Because you kind of get through the main building at Discovery Cove and you check in and everything. And when you walk out the backside of that main building, you are basically in a resort at that point. It's all inclusive. So you get two meals, you get um, snacks, you get drinks, you get beer and wine. There's a lot of things that are included with the standard ticket. On top of that, like I said, we did the dolphin swim, so we got to spend, uh, they said a half hour. It felt more like 45 minutes to an hour um, in the pool with a dolphin, a couple of trainers. You got to um, have the dolphin pull you through the water. You got to take pictures with the dolphin. You got to learn about the dolphin. Uh, you just you, you made a dolphin friend um, in that hour. And then uh, you get some keepsakes in pictures and that kind of stuff to remember the encounter. Um, which was, like I said, really, really cool. I was, I was really, really, um, really, really excited and really, really impressed with, with Discovery Cove. Um, it's something that, you know, in the future we're probably going to do again because, you know, after, you know, before we went down, I watched a lot of, hey, do this and do this, but I didn't want to watch a lot of, like, on-site videos since then. I've watched a few people that have done reviews and on-site stuff, and there was a lot of stuff that we actually didn't do that I thought would be really, really cool. So, again, like I said, in the future, probably somewhere we're going to go again. It is part of SeaWorld, and I guess you just don't realize how close some of the stuff is from Pop Century to SeaWorld's only about 15 minutes. So we just took an Uber door to door. Um, the taxi ride on the way home was interesting. Um, could be the first time that I have really thought about how do I incapacitate a driver if something goes sideways. So, uh, (laughs) and I know Mike was joking with me about it as well. Um, (laughs) got dropped off at Publix. We actually got dropped off at a subway and then got a lift from the subway 
back to the house. It, it was it was just it was crazy. Um, we were in this just beat up minivan, and it it was it was just nuts. Uh, I don't even know how to how else to describe it. It was it was just it was just nuts. <laughs> it had no air conditioning. Mike tried to roll down the window, and. <laughs> The window about fell out of the channel it was in. It, yeah, it, it, it was uh, it, it was something else. Uh, so um, if you are leaving Discovery Cove, we do recommend an Uber or a Lyft. Not the guy in the minivan that just has a taxi magnet on the side of his minivan. DPI tip of the day. Don't trust people that have taxi magnets. Uh, so after, after Discovery Cove, we decided to do pizza, um, pizza back at the hotel. So we did pizza at Pop Century. Pop Century is still doing walk up. So it is, um, it is, uh, a mobile order and then you go and get it. Mike ordered the pizza and it was ready in like five minutes. So he went and picked it up. We watched, um, we watched happily ever after on the TV in their hotel room, had pizza, and um, then we went to bed. Getaway day, our, our our last day at Disney, we did Disney Springs again. We went to City Works, um, another highly recommended um, new location for us. Uh, probably one of the better values for the food we got. You know, the Edison, great food. It was pretty high-priced. T-Rex is moderate to high-priced. Uh, CityWorks was pretty reasonably priced. Um, it was it was really nice. We hit some of the shops on the West End, which is more towards the Cirque du Soleil Theater. So we hit, like, the Star Wars shop. We hit D-Styled. We hit um, the Avengers shop, the M&M shop. Just a lot of the, the shops over on that side. And then it was it was time to take our Tragical Express home, um, which we took another flight out. Um, so we normally fly Southwest. We decided to split it up this time. We flew Southwest in, and then we flew Delta back. Um, Delta was a split flight, um, so we flew through Atlanta. That was kind of interesting. Uh, the Atlanta airport was kind of closing down, which when I traveled for work, I don't remember it closing down as early as it did. Um, but it closed down basically at 10 o'clock. Most of the places closed at 9, and if they didn't close at 9, they closed at 10. And our flight got us there at like 9.20, which sucked. Because um, we went to probably the worst McDonald's ever. By the time that we got to eh, 10 people from the counter, one of the four people that were working at this location said, all we're doing is nuggets and fries. If you don't want nuggets and fries, leave. But, okay. But nuggets and fries are good. Because the Burger King at the Orlando airport was super slow, so we didn't get a chance to eat there. Uh, <laughs> $55 of M&M's. Hey, Mike... That was Darlene. That I had nothing to do with fifty-five dollars of M&Ms. Um, that was Darlene, and and she may blame it on the kids. She might say, "Yeah, Braden was pulling the handle." 
You know Darlene wanted all those M&Ms. You know she did. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it, the M&M store, you can pay by the pound. I don't recommend it. Get the cup. The cup you get more and probably pay a lot less for. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, it just flying through Atlanta, you know, we normally don't do splits because we've had, you know, Braden. he hasn't really been capable of helping us carry things through the airport before this time a little bit more capable so we let him do it uh, uh i can give or take it I, I, th- I guess it depends on the price if it's significantly less like it was on this trip i think it makes a whole lot of sense um if it's not significantly less i i wouldn't do it usually you can get direct flights through southwest relatively cheap uh this time we just couldn't uh it was the first week of spring or summer break out of indianapolis so i think that was one of the big things is just we were we were battling prices both directions just because of it being a peak time and you know as as the mask mandates and the the covid restrictions have been lessening a lot of things have been opening up and prices have been going up um in account for just the higher demand so is what it is overall fantastic trip um Highlights highlights of the trip, definitely Discovery Cove. Discovery Cove was awesome. Um, Allie kind of finding her groove on camera was really cool to watch. Um, she did an on-site review at T-Rex, which we'll, we'll, we'll do an episode on Disney Springs with her. We'll also do a T-Rex episode uh, just to kind of give you guys an insight on what's going on there. Just, just, it's dizzy. I, I, I love going down there. I love going down there with the family. So it's just, it's, it's always, it always tends to be a really, really good trip. Um, downside transportation was terrible. Uh, Skyliner went down coming back from Epcot. So we had to go back to the front of the park, went back to the front of the park. They were putting Art of Animation and Pop Century into the same queue line, uh, into the same bus queue. So, uh, we were wrapped out of the bus queue and in behind the next bus queue and, and it, it was it was nuts i mean and and they were double triple quadruple stacking buses trying to get people out it still took us almost an hour probably a little bit over an hour maybe um to get back to the resort uh when we got back to art of animation our bus driver wasn't told that she had both resorts um kind of got a snarky attitude with us and we were like hey both resorts were in there we're going to pop century not to art of animation now granted we could have walked through the art of animation building across uh the time the generation gap bridge and then to our room at pop century no no we weren't going to do that at 11.30 at night. Now, the other thing that we had was um, Mike was on a scooter this time. And as much as you could tell you didn't like it, Mike, I, I it really helped out um, in the end. I think knowing 
knowing how you use it now for future trips, we can make some adjustments. But yeah, it, I think it really helped out. It, it it definitely saved you some energy, even if you feel like you were in it too much. Um, getting up and walking around is something that we work into the next trip a little bit more. And, and I think it works out pretty well. I think um, when you got up and walked like around Tomorrowland, I think that made a lot of sense. You just parked it. We hit, you know, People Mover, Carousel Progress, uh, Space Ranger Spin all together um, before you went back and got it. I think that made a lot of sense. Um, if you do have a scooter, Mike rented through Scooter Bug. It was a relatively good deal. He got an upgraded model um, from what he thought that he had reserved. Um, I work in the industry. I was actually impressed with the scooter that he got for the week. Um, it was a model that I was very familiar with, and it worked out really well. Um, I know there was some concern about battery life and stuff like that. I, I don't think you much got, got much out of the green on any of the days that we were there. Um, you definitely never had to recharge during the day. So maybe a little bit of a an upgrade as compared to getting one at the park each day. Definitely a lot cheaper to, the, to do it the way you did. Uh, past that, yeah, just good trip. Interested to see the take or, takeaways that the kids had. Um, we're going to do this all again tomorrow with the kiddos, so definitely want to tune in for that because... Um, I think we all know Brayden, and anything can happen when Brayden's on camera. But, yeah, it's a good trip, ready to go back. Uh, right now, we're not scheduled to go back until um, Disney Cruise in March. We'll see how much that holds on. Uh, but, you know, we're ready to go back. Um, I think not having a trip in the parks already scheduled... Um, is is kind of worrisome because normally when we leave the park, we have at least the next trip and maybe the next two trips already planned. Um, and only having the cruise, which it's a cruise, it, only having the cruise really downplays it, which I really don't want to downplay a cruise because it's going to be our first Disney cruise. It's going to be my first cruise. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our next our next vacation, and it's gonna be spring break next year. Um, looking towards the fiftieth, you know, things are opening up. We got fireworks back. Um, there are gonna be no new fireworks for July fourth, and they've announced no fireworks for Boobash, which I was really surprised about. Um, I really thought Boobash was gonna get some kind of fireworks. But I would imagine that, you know, they're going to do, like, specialty projection screens and probably small pyrotechnics between the projection screens. We'll talk about that more next Tuesday. So, um, thank you all for watching. Uh, Mike, Shannon, everybody else that watched over on Facebook, I know that uh, my mom liked it as well. Just thanks for watching on YouTube. If you catch it late, thank you very much on Twitch. Um... Thanks for checking out the channel. We're learning this Twitch thing, and hopefully sooner than later we'll we'll get it down. Um, but you all guys have a good night, and we will see you tomorrow night on all these same channels.
Hey, I was the only one on here today, and I won't even be on the next screen, so check us on Facebook at DPI Podcast, on Twitter at Disney Insights.